Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome in, Fade or followers. Fresh off about with COVID, I am back. Uh, thank you to Dave and Ty for carrying the show on their backs last week. Dave's been doing it for quite a few weeks with the picks, but uh, you guys both did it last week with the the commentary and the, the hosting, so I really appreciate you guys. Um, before we get to Dave calling himself the king of college football and then uh, backing it up with a 3 and one week, um, let's make fun of Ty real quick. Uh, Dave, do you, do you, I mean, I know you want to make fun of Ty real quick. I want to make fun of Ty. Maybe in post-production, I'll put some Timmy Trumpet in here. Uh, Ty, how sad are you? One to 10. Yeah. So the Miami Heat play basketball on Wednesday. Who, who's looking forward <laughs> to the NBA season? Yeah. Uh, um, devastated. Uh, I woke up on Monday, like depressed being like, you know, I have to go to work. I can't believe it. And then, like, as the day went on, I just got way more sad. Like, a real <laughs> feeling of, like, a mix of being, like, hungover and, like, a family member, like, passing away. It was, like, a mix of that oh, feeling. God. It was, uh, like, you guys can attest to it. Dave's teams have typically been pretty bad, but we've all had winning teams. Like, when you have one of those special teams, like, it, you kind of acknowledge that during the whole year. It was, I rode super high all year. Um and now, you know, we lose in the first round. Like, the wild card didn't even feel like the playoffs. Like, I still watched the DS games. Uh, yesterday, we're recording on Wednesday. I watched on Tuesday. Wild card didn't even feel like real games. I had to sit through terrible ESPN broadcasts. Uh, Michael K and A-Rod are so bad. Carl Ravish. No, 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 no. no sir. Uh, Bob Costas is the worst. The it, worst they're in the all world. They're all so bad. Baseball. It's insane how bad the ESPN announcers are. Um so, yeah, um, I'm heartbroken. It's I just hope that Jacob DeGrom's back next year. There's obviously a lot of work to be done, uh, and I'm not really ready to go full-blown Browns, and I'm not really ready for the NBA season to start, so I'm kind of just stuck in this weird middle ground. Ty, I don't feel your pain at all here because a lot of teams, when they're doing good, they don't have this whole little trumpet display halfway through the season. The fact y'all played the trumpets when he came in down four to nothing was absolutely just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It, you knew you it's were going to lose look. the series after look. that. That was terrible. The Mets had it coming for a long time. I mean, it's a matter of time till the Yankees get it tied, but we knew it would happen to you first. Well, hold on. Before you go, Zach, of course, like, Mr. Met playing the trumpet down four nothing is bad. Do you just not want them to play Edwin Diaz like walkout song. It's not like we only play that when we're winning. Like when we're losing, that's still his walkout song. The fact is they made a whole spectacle out 
uh, about but it. But not in the playoffs. We didn't. We did that in like the middle of the season. He needs a secondary walkout song. I think we all agree. He can't walk out to Timmy Trumpet when he's losing. He needs to walk out to like Danny Drums. Mariano still walked out to Ender Sandman. Mariano never entered the game when the Yankees were losing. Mariano won six championships. That's Ty, fair. get your head out of your ass. Um, That's enough of move. this baseball talk. Let's get into what we're here for. The king of football. It's not just college football anymore, Zach. I went 4-1 and one in the NFL <laughs> last week. I'm the king of I, football I, I, right listen. now. Cut this again. You can make a compilation of every time I say this at the end of the year. Until the train comes off the tracks, I am the king. There is nobody in all of royalty that has benefited more from the death of Queen Elizabeth than Dave. He is higher up than King Charles right now. He is the king of football, and football rules everything. Dave, king of football, why don't you start us off? I want you to go ahead and just blast off from the top. Give us your best pick. For college football Saturday. College football Saturday. Keeping it in the Carolinas. You know I like to have a couple picks down here. I'm going with an over. Charlotte and UAB over 63 and a half. It feels like a broken record at this point. I've said it time and time again. Charlotte is terrible this year. Their defense. Honestly I think a high school football team could put up like 20 or 30 on them. UAB has put up a lot of points in their games all year. I could see UAB putting up at least 40 to 45. I just need 20 from Charlotte in that case, and their offense is decent enough to get me there. Charlotte and UAB over 63 and a half. Best bet of the week. 2-0 and in best bets last week. Lock it in. So I'll just start with a regular bet for myself. I'll, I'll save my best bet for the end, and I hope Ty decides to do the same. I'm going to pick a game from the 12 o'clock slot that I think everyone is going to be watching. I think it's the game of the week uh, in the 12 o'clock slot. Obviously, the Tennessee versus Alabama game, probably the game of the week. Michigan-Penn State. I feel like this is going to be a really fun one. It's two of the biggest franchises or or colleges in college football history. Uh, This game is being played at the Big House in Ann Arbor. Give me Michigan. Fifth ranked to Michigan. They are seven-point favorites against Penn State. Give me Michigan at home. I think Michigan cover the spread. I think they cover it pretty easily. Penn State's a decent team. I don't think they are 10th in the nation good, um, although they are undefeated still. So, I, I mean, we'll see. But I, Michigan just feels like a juggernaut again this year, and I think they, they cover at home. The only thing that scares me about Michigan is the hardball factor where he always seems to drop the ball. Like, he gets Michigan into these great situations where they're undefeated and then you know, they just seem to never be able to to win that big game. This is a huge game against a kind of overrated Penn State team. I, I kind of agree with that, Zach. I don't see them being the number 10 team in the country. The one thing that uh, Harbaugh's never had is Blake Corum. So if you have that kid in your backfield, I think you have a chance to cover any line. So uh, I can get down with that, and I'm, I'm very interested because I have some ties to Michigan. I became a pseudo-Michigan fan for a few years, and, and I like to see them succeed. So I'm hoping that you're able to get this one. Ty, the only thing that bucks the trend more than Harbaugh started off good and ending bad is Penn State. Year after year, those kids get their hopes up, and then they just deflate as the year goes on. I like the pick. All right, so then let me get into my pick. I'm coming back to North Carolina with you, Dave. I'm going to take NC State minus three and a half going up to, I know it's not called the Carrier Dome anymore, but to me it'll always be the Carrier Dome. Syracuse, I think, is also another inflated team being uh, number 18 in the country at 5-0. and But you look at their schedule and they played Wagner, UConn, Louisville. Like, you're playing some of the worst teams in the country. 
as long as Leary's back under center for the Wolfpack, I just kind of liked the way that their coach was interviewed after the game. That was such an emotional comeback against Florida State at home. You go on the road to beat now a ranked team. I think Syracuse just having that number next to their name gets NC State up for this game, and I think they win this by two scores, so uh, I'll lay that three and a half. Uh, what the hell is JMA Wireless Dome? What is that? Not the Carrier Dome. That's not can my Syracuse. Stop renaming, can we stop renaming these historical places? Mm-hmm. Like, it's never going to not be the Carrier Dome. Let's go ahead and be honest. If you, I, I mean, Ty, what do you call uh, the stadium that the, the Steelers play at? Oh, that's Heinz Field, Zach. That's Heinz Field. That's Heinz Field. I don't care what they call it now. It's Heinz Field. Uh, what would you call where the Lakers play now? Uh, Staples Center. That's certainly not Crypto Arena or whatever the hell it's called now. It's stupid. I hate renaming arenas. Let's stop doing it. Uh, Yankee Stadium will always be Yankee Stadium. It doesn't matter if AT&T buys the naming rights. I, I don't care if they're AT&T Stadium presented by Yankee Stadium. Whatever you want to... Stadium names are going to be stadium names, okay? The Reds yep. still play at Great American Ballpark. The <laughs> White Sox still play at U.S. Cellular Park. Uh, yep. Turner Field is still Turner Field. I don't even care if it's not in Atlanta anymore, okay? Let's stop renaming ballparks. I'm all about it. Ty... I'm with you on this line. Syracuse, kind of overrated. Uh, I think that this is a game that they are, are like bound to get blown out. And like I think, mm-hmm. I think I would probably tease this line up because uh, Syracuse pr- pretty much feels good for one of those a year. I would say um, I'm going to stick to Carolina with you too. So I guess since Dave and you have already given your Carolina picks, I will go with my Carolina pick. Uh, mine is going to be a South Carolina pick, a Clemson pick, as a matter of fact. I'm going to take Clemson minus three and a half. You were just talking about NC State's victory over Florida State. Florida State, not a terrible team, okay? But they're not great. Uh, Clemson, incidentally, didn't look very good last week either against Boston College, really. But DJ Uyunglele has really kind of come into his own this year as a not terrible, I guess would be how I would describe him. I still think their best quarterback is on the bench. Uyunglele is not terrible. The Clemson team is just... Four points better than Florida State. I don't care where the game's being played. I think that Clemson's the better team. Yeah, better coached, make the little plays more than Florida State will. Uh, the only problem would be that this is a game that Florida State really can get up for, being primetime 730 at home against the number four team. Florida State and Clemson have that rivalry going back to like the early 2010s, so uh, this is a game that will remind me of my childhood, and I am rooting for Clemson actively in this game. Well, I'll go into my next pick, and Ty, you mentioned a rivalry going back to the 2010s. My final college football pick has a basketball rivalry that goes back ages and ages at this point. We have North Carolina versus Duke this weekend, and the spread right now is 7. North Carolina, minus 7. I'm taking that. Give it to me, Duke is not as good as everyone thinks they are. I don't think this game stays close. Just because they have that basketball rivalry doesn't mean it's going to carry over to football. Even if it does, this North Carolina team is tons, tons, tons better than Duke. And did you see the helmets they're bringing out this weekend? Absolutely nasty. You can't bring out new uniforms, new helmets, and not blow them out. Give me UNC minus 7. Yeah, I I love that. Duke's schedule has been super soft so far. I think UNC is going to move the ball back and forth on them, so... Uh, A lot of North Carolina picks here because we know that the Carolina NFL team is garbage, which, you know, we can talk about later. Um, Dave, you do have one more college football pick just, you know, to tease the fans a little bit. You said that was your last. 
Uh, before I give my best bet, I'm going to take a home team catching double digits. Give me Indiana plus 11 at home against Maryland. You know, Maryland just lost to Purdue. They beat Michigan State. They lost to Michigan. Like, Indiana just lost to Michigan. They did lose to Nebraska. Uh, they lost to Cincinnati. So they're at, Indiana is riding a three-game losing streak. But going back home, 330 game against a team that's not, like, way better than you. I'm not asking you to win the game, Hoosiers. I'm just asking you to stay within double digits. So I'll take Indiana plus 11.5 just because of the numbers. Indiana last week, incidentally, I live bet them uh, in the middle of the game. And I think they went on to be outscored like 28-0 to zero after I live bet them. Really bad week to live bet Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, any thoughts on this before I give my final pick and you give yours? Terrible. Terrible, terrible pick here, Ty. Interesting. Indiana can't do anything, dude. They're bad. They're really bad. Maryland's bad, well, but they're not that bad. Maryland's going to cover that easy. And I just think at home, I I always have liked uh, Tom Allen. He's their head coach. Um, I don't know. You know, I feel like double digits is too many. Um, because I'm fearful that I'm going to get skipped because Zach was alluding to you two giving your last picks, I'll just breeze through mine quickly. My best bet is going to be Wisconsin minus 6.5 at Michigan State. I will continue to fade Michigan State because I think that they're terrible. Um Wisconsin got rid of their coach, and now they have interim coach Jim Leonard in there, and they put it on um, Northwestern last week. It was 42-7. to I love Braylon Allen. I love everything about this Wisconsin team. I'll lay the 7.5 going to Michigan State. Uh, Ty, I apologize. I, I thought that you would have given your third good. pick. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I kind of like that. I So the firing of Paul Chris was a little surprising to me. I guess it, it shouldn't have been because Wisconsin has been, like, super disappointing every year for – like as long as I can remember, but was it surprising to anybody else? I can't be the only one, right? So I'm pretty sure that Wisconsin across all major sports programs, the last time that they fired a coach midseason was back in the nineties. And I'm pretty sure that it was like Jeff Van Gundy as like their college basketball head coach. So that lets you know how, you know, they stick to a system. I was shocked by getting rid of him. Yeah. It's, it seemed like a weird move. Um, You know what else is a weird move? Betting on Kansas. And I have to do it because Kansas has been good, man. Kansas has been a good football team. This week they take on Oklahoma in Oklahoma. Oklahoma's coming off of two just absolutely horrendous weeks of football. I think Brent Venables might be the worst first-year head coach in all of football. I am talking college football, NFL football. Ty, you're shaking your head no. Maybe you can disagree with me here in a second. I don't. He's been absolutely awful. Oh, no, it's actually, I'm shaking my head saying no, but in agreement. Yeah, because, like, you were with Dabo all those years. You built Clemson to what they are, and it's like, wow, look at that Clemson defense and Venables, and then he comes to Oklahoma, and he can't stop anybody. I mean, good God, this dude could not stop a nosebleed. Mm -hmm. I watched a TCU offense absolutely train wreck this Oklahoma defense, and that's why I'm betting Kansas plus nine points. I think nine points is way too much for what is clearly the better team of the two, right? I understand that the game is in Oklahoma. History be damned. I don't care. I don't care about the history of these two teams. I don't care that Kansas has been one of the historically worst college football programs we have ever seen. They are good this year. This is a good football team. They play good defense. They are missing their starting quarterback. Their backup quarterback came in last week and threw four touchdowns in the second half against TCU. 
Uh, this is a team that kept TCU to within a score. They covered against TCU when Oklahoma uh, couldn't even cover what they were getting. They couldn't even give that. So go ahead and give me Kansas plus nine, and I would be really tempted to take Kansas on the money line in this game if you think Kansas is going to cover. Uh, I think I might take both just to hedge, but I, I, I can't express how much I love this pick. I think that this is super undervalued. Uh, go ahead and give me the Jayhawks. Rock chalk, baby. Yeah, I'm seeing 90% of the bets, too, are on Oklahoma. So that means that you are on you know, the side that Vegas would need to win. Uh, it is a super bold pick, no matter which team, like, no matter the fact that Kansas is the one who's ranked with the winning record and Oklahoma looks as bad as they do. You could be four minutes into this game and Oklahoma could already be winning like 14 nothing, and you would just be sitting there with this losing ticket in your lap. So that's the only thing that I'd worry about, but I just wasn't courageous enough to take it, but I respect you for doing it. Especially with Kansas, you know, the rumors they're going to be going with their backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Oklahoma looked as bad as could be last week. And that's kind of a segue to my final pick. Texas against Iowa State. Texas coming off a complete blowout of Oklahoma State. That was Ty's um, best bet last week having the over in that game. And Oklahoma couldn't give him anything. But Texas going against the Iowa State team. And Iowa State just doesn't do it for me. They're defensively sound, but their offense has nothing to offer. This is a game like Ty said about Kansas and Oklahoma. If Texas is up 14 to nothing, five minutes in, which I think is super realistic, I feel confident with the 17 because Iowa State can't keep up with them. If Texas breaks off a couple big ones, this is Texas's game to win like 35 to 15 or 18 or whatever number in there. I like Texas minus 17 here. Yeah, Quinn Ewers looks like the real deal. Mm-hmm. Is it officially time, Ty? I know you ranted against this uh, while I wasn't on. It's it can't be it can't be the Red River Shootout anymore, it, oh. it, because there was no shootout. There was absolutely <laughs> no shootout. One side was, was shooting. A, it was a it was a Red River uh, murder. Yeah, bloodbath. Well, Red River massacre. That's what it should be called <laughs> until until Oklahoma scores a point in this rivalry yep. game. It's now the Red River massacre. Remind me of it next year. Um, Dave, I told you before we went on, I was thinking about going on the other side of this pick. Uh, but seeing as you are the king of football right now, I, I refuse to bet against it. I I kind of like Iowa State in this game, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it to myself because I value having money, and Dave is the hottest gambler on the show right now. Uh, does anyone else have any any thoughts on college football weekend? Any, any more picks? None of us. I noticed that nobody picked the Alabama versus Tennessee game. Uh, does anyone have thoughts on that? Because... That's a game I know we're all going to be watching, but I think we're all terrified to bet. Uh, Tennessee is a six-point underdog at home against Alabama. It's a fishy one. I mean, it seems like one of those spots that we see every year, another SEC team undefeated, looking almost better than Bama at this point, and everyone says, can they do it? And then Bama just comes out and steamrolls them. So it's a game I'm definitely staying away from. I'm staying away from it on my card because I got to build up a little bit of credibility to our listeners. I got to start catching up to Dave. But I think as a smart gambler that someone should like we should lock in Bama now because if they do announce that Bryce Young's active, which it looks like he's going to be, I think that number is going to balloon up, you know, up to maybe eight and a half, nine. Uh, I do think the Bama is going to roll them, but I don't I can't put that on my card. All right, boys, NFL football. Uh, I've been loving the London games, the early 930 games. I don't think we have one of those this week. Uh, I'm going to 
miss waking up and watching my Giants absolutely wax the Packers before I even get to eat lunch. It's it's just a beautiful sight uh, to see. I will not be betting the Giants again this week um, because every week I have not bet them. They have won, and the one week I did bet them, they lost. Uh, so let me go ahead, and uh, I guess I'll give my first pick, uh, which is also going to be, I think, my favorite NFL pick of the week. Uh, so I guess I'm going to start with, with the highest thing here. Give me the give me the 49ers. Minus 5.5. They're on the road against the Falcons. The Niners' defense is locked down. Like, it's a phenomenal defense. Uh, I think I would take the Niners minus 5.5 against most teams in the NFL. I'm damn sure going to take it against a Falcons team that I don't think is very good. Yeah, that was a pick. I, I really like that pick. I was going to put it on my card before I saw it was your favorite, so I went away from it for my picks. But, I mean, they covered easy against the Panthers last week. I think I don't think the Falcons are much better than them and can really give the 49ers much competition. That defense is just too good for Marcus Mariota. Yeah, five and a half is super close, but there is only one team I'm pretty sure left in the NFL who's undefeated against the spread, and that would be the Atlanta Falcons. I'm also pretty sure that Nick Bosa is going to be out for the 49ers, so I don't know. Maybe Cordero Patterson's coming back. Uh, that's why I... I saw this game. I said, gross, I'm not betting my hard-earned dollars on that game, and I kind of moved on. All right, well, tell us a game you are going to bet on, Ty. So something that I like that jumped out to me is going to be the under in the Buccaneers going to the Steelers. The Bucks clearly have one of the best defenses in the NFL, and they're going to a team who just lost 38-3 to on the road to Buffalo. Uh, I think the Steelers are going to come home. I think Mike Tomlin is going to have the guys up. I think that they're listening to the media saying that the Steelers are dead. Uh, the Steelers are dead, but I think that they come back and they at least put up a fight on defense. I think the Bucks are thinking that if they score 17 points, they can get out of here with a win. Uh, so I'm going to take the under 44.5. I think this should be closer to like a 39-point line. Yeah, I like that as well. I mean, the Steelers stink, and I'm going to say it right now. I told you all at the beginning of the year, Steelers' win total under was just about as much of a lock as it gets, and that trend continues this week. I'll be on the under train with you this week, Ty. I've got the Vikings-Dolphins under 45.5. Neither of these teams give me anything that makes me think it'll be a high-scoring game. You've got Teddy Bridgewater that's going to lead the charge for the Dolphins, and he's a game manager among all things. He's not a high-scoring quarterback. He's got weapons in Miami, but it's not going to be enough for him to really do anything with it. And I think they're. Are we sure? I'm sorry, Dave. Are we sure that it's going to be Teddy? Yeah, Is I don't he think clear it... concussion protocol. Yeah, it should be Teddy. Um, Tua shouldn't even see the field, honestly. At this no, point. it's not Tua. They Tua's... had the third. They had the third string quarterback out there last week because yeah. uh, Teddy, Teddy's in concussion protocol, so it might. I mean, this under might even be better for you because I think they were playing some kid named Sky Thompson. Yeah. Skyler Thompson, yeah. The last I heard, Teddy's gonna be good for this week, but either way, they don't have enough power at quarterback to score. Their defense is good enough to keep the Vikings, who aren't the best offense, anyways, to a low enough number. I would take this maybe even all the way down to 40, but I'll give myself that 45 and a half. Yep, we want those extra points while we're on our unders, Dave. Yeah, uh, I hate betting unders, so I'm going to stay away from any of that this week. Uh, here's a game I would take the over in, but I'm going to take a money line instead. Give me the Seahawks money line against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they are at home. It's the 12th man. They're both high-scoring offenses. Gino, for I mean, don't don't hate me for this. Gino looks like a real NFL quarterback. Pete Carroll might know what he's talking about. Uh, Gino was kind of a guy that I always kind of felt like got a bad rep 
Uh, he kind of bounced around and never really got a full opportunity. And I'm not saying that he's going to come in and be like a superstar. Yeah, he got an opportunity with the Jets. It's not really an opportunity. Um, oh, you're, well, he also stole Eli Manning and broke his record uh, for most consecutive starts in a row. So you can thank Tom Coughlin the, for I, that. I, uh, Tom Coughlin didn't do that. That was Ben McAdoo, and that's uh, he got fired. And I also think I'm the only Giants fan in uh, the history of Giants fans that is not upset about that. Which which team did Geno get punched in the face by their linebacker? Was that the Giants or the Jets? I think it was the Jets. Okay. Uh, either way, my point is he looks like a good quarterback this year. Like he's not he's not bad. Pete Carroll came out and said we're starting him ahead of Drew Locke because he's the better QB and. So far, he's been a, a good quarterback. This Cardinals team, who I was high on preseason, I they've given me no reason to trust them. I mean, Kyler's the only good player on that offense. Um, I just, I don't know. I've got a weird feeling that the Seahawks, uh, home dogs, you know, they, they tend to come out fighting. And get, give me the Seahawks as a home dog. Three-point dogs at home. I'm taking them on the money line. The Seahawks might get a little bit of a bump, too, from the Mariners being in the playoffs. Like, that whole city is going to kind of be a little more on fire. I heard that there's rumors of maybe pushing this game back to 530 because uh, the Mariners are going to be at home on Sunday. Uh, I just think that this could be a magical day for Seattle, and I, and I like backing that pick. Geno Smith this year, incidentally, 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns, two picks, 113 QBR. Kyler Murray... 1,200 yards, six touchdowns, three picks, 84 QBR. Yeah, crazy. You never know what's going to happen with that. I'm going to take a primetime game here for my second pick. The Eagles and Cowboys, another NF- NFC least matchup. I mean, the division no, the, the divisions it's the look solid now, this Dave. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're going to say that. It, they're not playing the best competition right now. But here, in a- they're playing each other. Literally this week, they're playing each other. The point stands then. Here nor there, Cooper Rush has looked great for the Cowboys so far. He's been managing the game. I'm going the other way here. I'm taking Eagles minus six, the only undefeated team left in the league. I think they stay undefeated. Cooper Rush, he's been managing the game well, but I don't think he can do enough against this Eagles defense that is right up there if the Cowboys defense. Give me Jalen Hurts to lead the Eagles to at least a seven-point victory here. Zach, your division, you got anything? Yeah, Jalen Hurts probably is the leader in the clubhouse for MVP this year. Um, but that Cowboys defense is good. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Dave, are you, you're taking six points? Mm-hmm. I think that might be a little too much for me. Um, I just I don't. I, the Cowboys defense is so good that they can keep you in any game, and Cooper Rush has not made mistakes. Um, in fact, like I've, I've read that they're like talking about potentially trading Dak because Dak takes up so much of the cap that like if Cooper Rush can just manage games like this and can spend that money on other weapons, like it would just help. But I don't know. Maybe it's just talk, but I, I think that Cooper Rush has been really good. Like I've got nothing bad to say about the guy, and um, I. I I think six is too much. Six is too much. I do think the Eagles win. They are the best team in football. Uh, definitely the best team in the NFC East. But go ahead and give me um, nothing on this game. I'm not. I'm not betting it. Yeah, I would stay away from this too. Six feels like a whole lot for you know maybe one of the biggest divisional rivalries in the NFL. Cold night in Philadelphia. Sunday night football. I could see this game being like 13-10 at the end of it. Uh, Dave, I'm staying with primetime games as well. Uh, my best bet's going to be for the biggest game of the slate, but I'm going Monday night football. I'm going to take the Chargers, even though they couldn't cover, so I got 
just middled to death with betting against the Browns, minus two and a half, and then they only win by two points, so that was a disaster. But uh, Austin Eckler has arrived. He's totally woken up. Every week that Herbert, you know, plays, he's getting a little bit healthier. The Broncos, what are they doing? They look so bad. Uh, so going to Los Angeles on Monday Night Football, I'm going to lay four and a half with the Chargers. Ty, I'm, I'm, I'm mad at you right now, and I'll tell you why. Um, stop betting the Broncos in primetime games. Stop betting against them. Stop betting for them. Stop watching the games. Okay, if you want to watch the football game, illegally stream it somehow because I, the NFL cannot continue to get numbers from the Broncos. <laughs> this is their fourth primetime game in week six. I am so sick and tired of watching Russ not cook. Uh, they, this is the most boring team in football. They muddled down my last Thursday night with a zero touchdown game. Are you kidding me? No more Broncos. I don't know why they're getting so many primetime opportunities. They drive me nuts. So, no, I will not be betting anything on this game. I will not be taking a prop. I will not be betting against the Broncos. I will not be turning this game on my television. I might put on a, a, a what's it called, a VNP, whatever it is. Dave, you're, you're the technology guy here. Uh, so no one can track me, and I might, like, illegally stream it just to watch a little bit of it. Um just because I want to see like the Chargers strangle them uh, and Vic Fangio to roll over in his grave. This, this, this Bronco, enough of this Broncos team. I'm tired of them. I hate them. I hate horses. I hate the Broncos. Sick of them. No, not betting them. And Zach, it, it's honestly the perfect game for you. You usually like to go to bed early. You put it on, boom, right to sleep for you. The Broncos, Colts, I don't think there is an argument. That was probably the worst game in NFL history. There were literally fans leaving because it was going to go into overtime. Mm-hmm. It was awful. It was so bad. Russ is terrible. Honestly, I might look at alternative unders in that game and like bet it down to like 30. I have so less confidence in that because the Broncos defense is so good, but Russell Wilson's so bad this year. But that's here nor there. That's going to be a boring football game. Ty, you might be the only one watching that. I'm not. I might not even watch it. I'm going to take a game that is on the 1 p.m. slate. So this is my best bet. It's going to know if we hit early in the day or not. The Bengals covering the spread at the Saints. The Bengals have looked terrible this year. Nothing really has impressed me about them. The Saints are kind of what we expected. A downward year for them. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase returning to Louisiana, to New Orleans. There's... I didn't think about that. Yeah, there's going to be a decent amount of LSU fans in that stadium that are going to be giving him his props. So I think this is a week the Bengals can bounce back. I don't think the Saints can keep up with him. I mean, Joe Burrow's going to be trying to throw to Jamar Chase all day. Look for any time touchdown props, maybe like a two-plus touchdown prop there. But give me the Bengals to cover two against the Saints. Taysom Hill can't put up four touchdowns every week for them. It is the Joe Burrow return game, but it's also the Andy Dalton revenge game against the Bengals, the little red rifle revenge game at home. Um, I will be rooting against this because I will be rooting against the Bengals because so far my Joe Burrow under props and my Jamar Chase under props look pretty good. Um, I don't think the Bengals are really that good. I think they are uh, going through their Super Bowl hangover. I think the Saints are going to win this game. Uh, but Dave, you are Mr. Football, and I've been terrible at the NFL, so that's probably boding well for you. Uh, that's King Football to you, Ty. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> my best bet for the NFL weekend is going to be a game. Ty, I think I saw this on your card as well. I, I glanced at it, uh, but I had already 
picked mine. I just hadn't sent it in the chat. Uh, so I'm going to say it first so I can steal it from you. Go ahead and give me the Chiefs at home. They're an underdog. Give me the Chiefs on the money line. Playing the Bills. Uh, incidentally, NFL, why the hell is this game not on Monday night? I Like, for real, I do you not want to give the Chiefs back-to-back Monday nighters maybe? I don't know. Then put it on Sunday night. Put the Cowboys-Eagles on Monday night. Get the... I've already done my Broncos thing, but like, I don't know why this is a 425 game and not a primetime game. Drives me nuts because I want to spend 425 watching Red Zone, uh, but I'm going to want to watch this game like like I'm going to want to watch this game from snap to, to final whistle, right? Mm-hmm. Like, So this is this is obnoxious to me. Uh, Chiefs have looked unstoppable. I don't know how their offense is still so good <laughs> without Tyreek Hill. Um, I guess it's because Travis Kelsey is just an immortal human being. The Bills are amazing, obviously. I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. This is going to be one of the best games of the season, I think. Go ahead and give me the Chiefs on the money line. I think I would take the Bills if the Bills were at home. I'm just going to take the Chiefs inside of Arrowhead. Um, they are three-point dogs, incidentally. It's not a pick which is a little strange to me. Uh, it tells me that Vegas is, is favoring the Bills for this. So, yeah, beyond the three points. Yeah, plus 120, home underdogs for the Chiefs. This is just a principal pick. It's not that I love the Chiefs and I think that they're going to, you know, beat the Bills, and I have a really strong feeling about this game. This is just out of principle and out of respect for Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. They just put up four touchdowns together and against the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Um, Zach, you said it, if the Chiefs were you know, the number one power ranking in most people's minds and they were going to the Bills and the Bills were home underdogs, but they still looked like the Bills, I'd probably back the Bills. It's just I'm betting the number here more than I'm betting the actual game. Uh you know, I'm, this has game of the year written all over it. This is that Browns Ravens game. This is that Rams uh, Rams. Uh, who'd they play? Where that game got out of hand in Mexico City? I don't know, but none of the Rams games have been good either. Don't get me started on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that that goes back a couple of years now. Some, uh, I think it was Rams Chiefs actually in Mexico City. It, it just this has game of the year written all over it. So let me have Patrick Mahomes with the ball at the end of the game, trying to score to win the game. I'll back that bet. Patrick Mahomes. Against the spread as an underdog is undefeated in his NFL career. Has never lost against the spread as an underdog. What is his record in those games? Do you do you have that offhand? I think it's like eight and zero or something. Like I don't know if maybe they skipped like his first season or something. I saw something like that today. Maybe it's his last ten or whatever. It doesn't matter though. It's Patrick Mahomes. If you're going to take Patrick Mahomes and get plus signs on it, why not? The best quarterback yep. in the league. Josh Allen's right there behind him. But anytime, I mean, it's the same way. If the Bills were the underdogs, I'd probably lean the Bills. Then get that plus money on whichever team. Take the Chiefs, take the plus money, and let it ride for the game of the week. I feel like that's good confirmation to end the show on, coming from King Football. I think I'm 6-for-6 six six on King Football-approved uh, picks this week, which which leads me to be very happy. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't end the show. Uh, Dave, you and I, we have our teams playing each other this week. I Listen. Ravens minus 5.5. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the Giants are underdogs, as they are clearly the second-best team in football behind the Eagles, NFC Beast. Um, do we want to do a show bet? Add Ravens minus five and a half to my card. I'm not doing any That's bets not fair, on the though, spread because though. you've got you've got the juice. I do think, Dave. I do think we need to do a show bet. Okay, uh, if the Giants cover, you have to take a shot of hot sauce. If the Ravens cover, I have to take a shot of hot sauce. That's fine. All right, beautiful. So me. five 
I get a five and a half point handicap as the second best team in football. Dave, that's a terrible bet for you. Um, king of football is not the king of betting on the podcast bets. Uh, as was proven by the fact that he's the only one who's ever paid off a podcast bet. I think Dave took a shot once of like hot sauce, jalapeno juice, tequila, and like all sorts of other stuff that was terrible. Um, and he posted it on social media, which he also takes care of, incidentally. So, Dave, where can the people find us on socials? They can find us at Fader Follow Pod, at Fader Follow Podcast. Life should be settling down now that the wedding, honeymoon, another wedding, everything's out of the way. So, we should be seeing more picks. I'm planning something special for when we have our 27 days straight of football. And, you know, we've got NHL, we've got the MLB playoffs. Look for some more picks around that. Yeah, uh, what I'll say is level up, let's go Space City, Houston Astros to win the World Series. Terrible picks. Uh, Everyone, thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for tuning in every week. We very much appreciate it. Uh, Be sure to bet the Yankees. Be sure to tweet at Ty, uh, crying emojis. Uh, Maybe the Jordan crying meme with the Mets hat on. I think that would be pretty funny. Uh, Get creative. Just tweet it at Ty. Remind him that the Mets lost. Uh, he called it a special season. They couldn't even win their division. So that's that's what constitutes a special season to him. Uh, until then, be sure to back Dave. Maybe back me because I've got some approved picks this week. And follow us on socials for our Sunday morning touchdown parlays. Uh, they have been so close to hitting that they are going to hit some point. Uh, and you don't want to miss on that. So, uh, as again, thank you all for listening. And be sure to gamble responsibly. <laughs>